leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Hey, security peeps. We are live again. This is the Breaking Into Cybersecurity podcast series with my amazing co-host, Chris Folon. Say hey, hi everyone. to everyone. And the infamous Gretchen Richards, who is now infamous. <laughs> Say hi to everybody, Gretchen. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so we brought Gretchen back because obviously we're all dealing with COVID. There's been so much change in the past couple of weeks. And Gretchen, um, her expertise in employee engagement was so actually engaging, for uh, lack of better words. The last couple of weeks, we wanted to bring her back to really talk about um, leadership, employee engagement in these unprecedented times, and everything else that um, Gretchen has expertise in, in around employees. So Gretchen, I am going to turn it over to you. Hi, thanks. Um, yeah, it's really important during times of crises to not like give into the fear, right? It's so, so easy to um, be distracted or just sort of zone out because you don't know what to do because it's, you know, there's so many uncertainties and there's so many unknowns. But this is this is really a great opportunity for people to um, step up and show leadership and to build trust. And, and the best way to do that is really to focus on other people and how you can help other people. Um, you know, this, we're going to get through the virus. It's just a matter of time. Um, businesses will get going again. Life will sort of get back to normal, even though it might be a new normal. And when people look back at this time, they're going to remember how they were treated. And um, so it's really important for people to kind of, you know, take a breath, don't get caught up in the hysteria, don't get caught up in the fear, and really kind of role model and lead. And, you know, the, the you know, they say when you're like talking on stage, the best way not to be scared is to really think about your audience instead of thinking about yourself. And so it's sort of similar, like these times, right? To, the best way to not get caught up in, in the negative impacts to yourself is, is to think about other people and how you can help other people. Right. And what are some of the, the ways that you suggest people do that? Um, you know, you just, it can be, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could just be like calling people and seeing like, are you okay? Is there something that I can do for you? Right. There was a great story about a landlord in Arkansas who had a lot of properties. Um, four or five of them were like restaurants. And he told all the restaurants, you don't owe me any rent for April. Wow. Right. Wow. He's like, take the money and pay your employees. Um, and that's such a great like humanitarian thing to do. But when I was reading the article, the last line said um, that he said as a small business owner, it was a really easy decision to make. And then I started thinking about it from like a business perspective. And this was a really smart business decision, right? Because if these restaurants can't pay the rent and have to shut, 
he's lost rent for months on end going forward, right? Where if he can help them get over this hump, um, then he's got loyal customers and he'll have rent for like the rest of the year. And so people need to kind of step back and take a little bit of that longer viewpoint, right? So companies, if you're a company, you should be asking, what can I do to help my customers survive? Because you want your customer base to stay big, right? And, um, and it applies to employees as well. You know, what can I do to help my employees? Um, hiring employees is so expensive, especially in the cybersecurity space. I was really surprised to see some of the LinkedIn um, posts that people were laying off cybersecurity people. Because, um, you know, it's going to be so hard to replace them once things get going again. Um, and, you know, everybody's in a different place. Everybody's struggling with different things. I think just reaching out to your employees and being honest with them and to saying like, look, here's the struggles. Here's what we can do. Here's what we can't do. Here's some tough decisions that we need to make. Um, just, you know, be honest with people. There's so many unknowns. Don't, don't add to the unknowns. Um, if you don't tell people what's going on, even if it's bad news, they're going to be like, talking at the water cooler or saying, you know, what do you think's going on? Or, you know, we won't be at the water cooler because we're social distancing, but you know what I mean? Um, they're going to be wasting time and energy and brain cycles trying to figure out what's going on if you don't tell them what's going on. And I think people, um, people are in different situations. So you might have employees that have kids that aren't even school-aged yet, and now they're working from home and trying to juggle taking care of their kids and working remotely, right? So maybe those people actually would prefer to kind of go on a part-time basis or reduce the number of hours and even the pay for a few months to like get through this, right? And and if you don't have kids in that age range, you may not even have thought that that's something that people would want. So, you know, if you're struggling um, as a business from cost, there's a lot of things that you could reach out to your employees and, and ask, like, asking what their opinion is, like what would be okay with them, right? I heard some companies um, were going to stop doing 401k contributions so for the rest of the year so they could not lay people off, Yeah. right? So, you know, I, and employees might have more create, you know, the, if you're in management or leadership, you don't have to like take the whole burden, like ask your employees. A lot of times they'll come up with really clever things or things that you didn't think that they would think would be acceptable, um, are acceptable to them because they're just in a different place and looking for different things than, than you might have thought. So, you know, I would say, you know, really be open and honest. Um, and even if you can't do anything for your employees, just, you know, reach out and see how they're doing. I mean, show that you care about them as, as a person. Yeah, um, saw, We'll go a long way. I, I saw a really cool story in Northern Virginia about <clears throat> a restaurant that, um, was shut down because of the orders but what they did is they turned around and opened as a community support center so they they closed their official business but then started taking donations for food and they stayed open and they're providing food for first responders as well as uh, school-aged children that um, don't have any access to other foods and you're taking community donations for food um, and then coming around and serving anyone that that's able that needs food and come comes in to do that and he said as a small business owner it's the right thing to do but mm -hmm. it also means that in the long run my community is going to come back and support me because I've been supporting it um, and it, it's so true that the little things that you do um, for others comes back and helps you in spade. 
um, as long as you're doing the right thing for the right reasons. Yes, and people are going to really remember the people who go above and beyond to help them through this time period. And you're going to have loyal employees, loyal customers, you know, just, and it's the right thing to do, um, like you said. So I think, um, you know, if you want employees to be engaged, it, it really comes down to whether or not they trust you um, and whether or not they think that you care about them. And if you're making, you know, sort of quick, short-term decisions that, you know, to make a certain profit or to meet your numbers that you need to um, do something that negatively impacts your employees without really thinking about um, creative options and ways to minimize that, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to lose a lot of trust. This is, a, this is a great opportunity to really build trust, really build some bonds, really build a lot of loyalty by just stepping up and trying to help other people. And so, you know, everyone should should try to spend some time thinking about that. What can they do? Yeah, I think that um, you made such valid points just now in regards to, one, having employees have input. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris and I were working on a project earlier this week, and as people kind of um, made the input for this, for this blog that he's putting out, everyone came from a different perspective. And I think, you know, specifically thinking about me right now with little school age and not school age children at home, it was that part of it that made me think, oh, these folks aren't even thinking about that component. You know, parents that have are typically, you know, the, um, you know, you split responsibilities, especially if you're a two-parent household. I mean, I don't even know what single parents are doing right now. Yeah. God bless them, right? Um, but if you're a two-parent <clears throat> household and you're kind of juggling and realizing that how much of this can, you know, what's really priority here in terms of the work in that. And so if leadership acknowledges that, um, you know, just to say, we know, or we're thinking about you could because of these things that are happening, you know, that makes a person kind of take, takes the stress off a little bit. Like, you know, the expectations, like really setting those expectations or resetting. Yeah. No, I heard this uh, story of this one retired guy in Florida had, um, not seen his normal grocery checkout person in a week. And then she was finally back in there. And he said, you know, what's the matter? Were you sick? And he said, she just broke into tears and said, no, I've been home taking care of my son who's not in school. And she's like, I can't come to work because I have to take care of him. And I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. And he, because um, he was retired, he volunteered to take care of her kid for her so she could go to work. Yeah. So, you know, there are def definitely people are struggling with childcare, and I think a lot, you know, people aren't paying the couple thousand dollars a month for childcare, um, and a lot of people probably would be willing to take a bit of a salary cut to get their hours reduced. So, if companies are really in a financial pinch, they should they okay. should ask people, right? Yeah. Definitely, if it's uh, preschool, people are paying someone to have their kids uh, mm -hmm. take care of the kids, and even if they're you know, in the younger grades in school, they probably have some aftercare or something that they're going to. Um, and I'm always amazed when I, I'm struggling with something and I reach out to my team, what fabulous ideas they come up with that I just had never even occurred to me. Yeah. I can remember once I was trying to um, reorganize my team and I had three uh, people that were leading my little subgroups and they all wanted to shift positions. And I was trying to come up with something that I thought was equitable. And I told them, like, I'm still working on it. And like five minutes later, they came in and they're like, well, we have a solution. Do you mind if we just, you know, give you our suggestion? And I'm like, 
you know, before they even said it, I'm like, whatever you guys want, it's, it's done. <laughs> but, you know, I had thought certain people, a couple of them wouldn't want certain things, kind of projecting my values onto them. And I was completely wrong. They were like, oh, no, I don't care about that. So, um, you know, you you don't know until you ask, right? You really, um, you might think that you know what they care about, but people are in different places with different priorities. And you just don't know who has to take care of kids, who has to take care of old parents, who um, who has family members that are like sick, right? So you don't know who's impacted by this time. I mean, they're talking about the elderly, but you know, I have nieces that are pregnant that are very concerned. I have a sister-in-law that's going through chemo, who's very concerned. Um, so, you know, definitely just yeah. open that conversation with your employees, ask them what they need, ask them, um, how you can help ask them, um, if you've got to make tough decisions, talk to them and see, um, you know, if there's options and, you know, even if there aren't options, at least you create an understanding and you create, you know, something of a, of a bridge to them. Yeah. I like how you talk about the communication aspect because because at the end of the day it does come all the way back to that, and yeah. um, your your point about the other people who people are thinking just elderly it's it's so pointed especially your niece that's pregnant. I my daughter is about to turn three in a few days, and I said to myself I can't even imagine being about to give birth in the middle of this. And my was I had like a high risk pregnancy and it was a pre-scheduled C-section that they even moved up further and like my blood pressure was going through the roof and all of these things were happening. Right. And I just looked at her like, thank you for being 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I don't even know. Like I can't even imagine. I yeah, I just read imagine. something today that said their um hospitals aren't letting the the dads in the delivery rooms. Which, you know, I can't even imagine having gone through that without support. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you just, you don't know what people are going through. And I I think just ask them and, um, you know, just let, if nothing else, just let people be heard. Yeah. Um, I've also seen uh, lots of companies that are, I would say, in a better position than others uh, volunteering their services. For example, um, I've, I've seen lots of companies offer um, remove the limits on their software so that uh, companies who are now shifting from on-premise to remote um, to be able to take advantage of covering all their all their machines because traditionally they only expected say ten percent of their workstations to be off-site, so they didn't cover the rest of them. But now they're like now everyone has to work from home they're kind of increasing those limits or they're providing additional training or things like that. It's great to see the the community revolve around helping others out as well, because you see that in those companies and you'll remember that as well um, in the future. Yeah, a lot of companies are stepping up, especially the remote access tools like WebEx is giving away um, remote access for free with unlimited stuff. you know, I think Microsoft's doing something with their MS team as well. Um, so there's a lot of people doing that. Um, yeah, to talk about the like open communications too. Um, I remember reading an article years ago about a company that had to uh, shut down. It was like a manufacturing company. And it was going to have to shut down and lay off their thousand employees. 
Um, and they just told them up front and they said, look, you know, this is what's going on and this is why, and, you know, this is what we tried to do to stop it. And, you know, and all the employees like rallied around and helped them like close it up and everything. So, you know, don't underestimate people and their willingness to, um, help others through a bad situation. Don't assume that like the employees are just going to be out for themselves. I mean, it's in the employee's best interest that the company makes it through this crisis, you know, any way it can. Um, so I think everybody's willing to take a little bit of a impact sort of for the greater good. Um, but if you're, you know, saying like there won't be layoffs when you know that you're going to have to lay people off, um, you know, you're just losing all credibility and all trust and, and you're going to have a lot more people leave um, than you want to leave. Um, and your good folks are always the ones that can get the jobs first. And those are going to be the ones that are going to be leaving, yeah. but especially in the, in the cybersecurity space to be laying people off um, seems really odd to me. Um, I, I think that they'd really want to find some way of working with the employees and figuring out how to get through this period together um, like I said, you know, even if it's reducing benefits part-time or reducing the number of hours across the board a little bit, or, you know, having people donate vacation to each other, there's lots of different things that people have tried. And, and like I said, opening it up to people and, and getting what their suggestions are, even for furloughing people for a couple of weeks, as opposed to just firing them. Um, you know, some people may want to be fired because they want short, want, um, unemployment insurance. So, um, you really have to ask and talk to them and see what people want to get through this. But if you can create those relationships and create that open communication through bad time, you're going to have loyal employees and loyal customers and people need to think a little bit longer term. Yeah. My brother mentioned a similar situation um, with him down in Houston where his company, um, a construction company was running low on business. So they were cutting back hours, but then some of the employees needed that unemployment. So they opted to chose to get laid off or fired or, um, so that they could get the unemployment. And it's good that the companies are willing to choose that option to help help their employees out as well. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's really hard to know what it's like in someone else's shoes. Um, and so, you know, sitting in the management role, you think you know what your day-to-day -day life is like for your employees, but you really don't. And you really have to, you have to open those communication channels and ask them. And, you know, another thing is, uh, even if there's not looking at layoffs and stuff, if you're just having to manage a remote workforce for the first time in a while or a lot. Um, you know, there's a lot you can do to keep employees engaged if they're working remotely. Um, one tip is, uh, especially if it, you're working with a group that doesn't normally work remotely and they're not used to it. One tip is to um, get everybody on like a quick stand-up call every morning to kind of like kick the day off because sometimes it can be hard to like, you know, get that day going when you're working remotely if you're not used to it. And so that's one suggestion is just have that 15 minute quick um, kickoff with your team. And then, um, you know, you can still sort of do like management by walking around, which I think is a great thing to do just by like calling people or and checking in on them throughout the day, um, you know, not to like make sure that they're working, not with that kind of attitude, but just, you know, check in. Is there anything you need? Are you having problems finding anything? Um, more of a, just from a supportive standpoint. Um, and, you know, 
there are a lot of the companies are doing remote tools for free. So you should be able to have some video conferences as well. I think that's important that everybody sees each other. Um, you should keep up the, you know, weekly staff meetings or the one-to-one -one meetings or whatever your company does. Um, you know, people are feeling like isolated um, and, you know, depending on the person, there's a lot of extroverts posting on Facebook and stuff saying they're absolutely going crazy being home and not being able to be out talking and they're, you know, they're driving themselves crazy because um, they're not getting the social interaction that they normally get. And so sort of be cognizant of that. Your, your different employees will have different needs um, and, and, you know, try to set some stuff up that, um, sets a routine, right? The, the, the good thing about like having that call first thing in the morning is that it's getting people into some sense of normalcy, some sense of routine, some sense of predictability. It gives them something sort of stable to, to get themselves around. And so as much as you can, you know, kind of keep those meetings on the books, have the morning kickoff, have everybody talk, have your normal status meetings, your normal, you know, whatever touch base meetings that you have, it kind of keeps that pattern and that rhythm going so people feel um, a little more steady. What do you think about, so on the, on the one hand, I really love that idea of like these stand-up meetings and getting people together um, to have that sense of, you know, starting the day, right? Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I could think of employees, especially if they have not been in a work from home environment often, like this is a, another check-in, this is another checkup, like, this is another way to, for people, like, do they not trust that we're doing what we're doing? So the, on the other hand, I'm just trying to figure out what recommendation you would give to the employee to realize, like, hey, this is truly just, you know, camaraderie, coaching, whatever, not like I'm checking in on you. I'm making sure, you know, did you do this or right. whatever? It's purely a coaching, kind of like the questions that you asked, do you need anything from me? Things like that. Um but really, do you need anything from me? <laughs> like really right. coaching, right? Versus, right. well, it's, it's that project tone, that was due, yeah. It's the tone of the call, right? So it's yeah. it's just to coordinate and to, because um, you're not going to be running into each other in the office as you might typically, right? Um, and so it's nice to have a certain time when everybody can just um, coordinate. Is there anything that you need from anyone today? Um, you know, do you need it? Is there any information that you need? Are you waiting on any thing from anybody. I think if you keep the agenda of the meeting to be like, how can we support each other? What do you, what does everybody need to get their stuff done? Mm -hmm. As opposed to um, what did you do yesterday? Right? So it's, it's less of a um, st status of the previous day and more focused on what do we need to be productive today? Or, you know, over the next few days, right? So it'd be, okay. Um, a good thing to say, like, you know, on Friday, I'm going to hope to start, you know, blah, blah, blah. And to do that, I'm, I really need these three pieces of information and then talk about how you can get those three pieces of information pulled together by Friday. Mm -hmm. So it should be very much be forward looking as opposed to looking at the past. Right. You also talked about. Um, so you can call it like a planning meeting or something. Yeah. So looking forward. Yeah, that's a good idea. Planning. For both sides so that they both realize, you know, the, the manager will obviously be coming in, hopefully with good intent, but I'm thinking about the employee thinking, oh my God, am I getting on a call because that I didn't, you know, I missed the deadline or they're checking up to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
so so one other thing is everyone should just sort of be um, kind to everybody, right? I mean, one thing to realize is that this is a really stressful time and people are dealing with a lot of uncertainty and stresses and family issues that they don't normally have to deal with. And therefore they're not gonna be as focused. They're not gonna be as productive. Um, they're not gonna um, even be making, uh, paying as much attention to detail or making the best decisions, right? Because uh, when fear takes over, it's actually a different part of your brain than the um, higher thought process part of your brain. And so, you know, you just have to understand people aren't going to be at their best and give them a little bit of room um, and where you can put in ways to double check them, not again in a bad way, but in like a safety net kind of way. Um, and, you know, people should be willing to like run things by other people, right? So if you're doing something and you know, like my concentration is just not where it normally is and I really need someone to review it before I send it out, people should feel free to say, hey, can you just take a look at this real quick for me before I send it and make sure it, it's all good. And yeah. so people should rely on each other more for that type of thing um, during periods like this, because, you know, I mean, I, I know my focus isn't, uh, I'm struggling during certain parts of the day to make sure that like I focus on the things that I need to focus much more so than normal. Um, yeah. Just because of the distractions. Right. No, that's a good, that's a really good point. Um, me too. I mean, it's just a never ending juggle. Like I, before we got on this, this live stream, I was like, okay, I got to set my kids up on their various right. iPads. And my right. husband texted me like, you missed something this morning. <laughs> like, right, right. Dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Well, and it's stressful because your, your normal patterns, your normal routines are disrupted. Right. And so yeah. that, yeah. that's stressful. It's like, um, I used to travel a lot for business and I can remember just you know, when you're home, you come in and you, maybe you put your car keys always in a certain place, right? But I remember like business travel, it was like, where did I put my car keys in the hotel room? <laughs> um, you know, I go to the same hotel week after week and it was like, you know, where am I this week? Am I to the left or am I to the right? Or you walk out and it's like, oh my God, which rental car is mine, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like all these little things that you normally don't even have to think about, right? Like how to get home or which one's your car it just, it adds stress. So, you know, now we're dealing with like different routines for our kids, different routines for like even going to the grocery store. Um, it, you know, everybody's just a little frazzled and, and not their best and, and, you know, reset your expectations a little bit for that and figure out how to manage to that um, right. and help yeah. support people because, um, you know, you can't expect people to be at their best during this this time period. I mean, they shouldn't be like completely falling apart either. Um, but you just you just want to be a little cognizant and give people a, a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and a little space. Yeah, totally. Um, you also talked about, well, Cody made a comment. We got a comment in here. Cody T says economy is rough all around for everyone having had businesses shut down. So um, mm -hmm. he's talking about the businesses shutting down because... I, I think about all of the small businesses, you know, the 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 um, restaurants, you know, the, the restaurants and the dry cleaners and the Hotel. hair salons. You know, I'm thinking about yeah, the hair, hair stylists, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what? I, hey, I need my hair stores. done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number one, I need my hair done, and number two, OMG, like what is going on? 
Yeah, yeah small retails, you know, small mom and pop sh- stores because the bigger conglomerates, you know, they'll be able to pull it together. But the small local places that, you know, we go to, it's just, are they going to be there, you know, at the end of all of this? And then, you know, their different struggles, like paying their own personal bills and taking care of their own families and all that stuff. Um, but you made a point about people laying companies laying off cybersecurity professionals, and it's kind of surpri- it's it, it it boggles my mind too. You know, this is a time where you know they, they should be ramping up on, yeah. on cybersecurity professionals in particular because of everyone this huge remote um, surge, and that leads to we already know that all of this phishing. You know, there's so many things that have gone going to be. Yeah going to be things that people do. And I mean, I was even looking at, I had to explain to my son the other day, like, no, Amazon is not giving you a free $1,000 gift card. You know, no, you can't click this button. I had yeah. to reiterate, you know, any website you go to, because now he's literally you, virtual learning all day, right? Yeah, you didn't just inherit a million dollars from some relative <laughs> in a foreign country that you've never heard of. Yeah. And he is all over me. Mom, mom, you know, you see there's this Amazon gift card for a thousand dollars and I'm like it's fake it's fake you know <laughs> but, exactly. but having to having to do that you know and see this happening every day and having to explain to him okay you see the little lock lock the little you know padlock that means that it's a safe website and if you see other websites pop up and it doesn't have the padlock and like right. walking through all these steps with him we're typically real kind of standing right you know, we're hovering over him, but now that I'm in my little, you know, right. space and he's in his little cubby and everybody's in their little spaces trying to work um, in parallel, it's tricky. So I can only imagine from a, you know, obviously he's eight. So, but right. the, the um, employees, right. From a business standpoint, if you have these employees that are now, um, you know, just online all day when typically they may not have been, um, right. And then you have, you know, so it just opens, you know, the 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 um, cybersecurity awareness is like, you know, it just it just opens that even wider, and then throw in working and everything else and the stresses, and then to be laying off cybersecurity people, it's just like it, I was just shocked when me. I saw that on um, on uh, LinkedIn. Um, you have to take a longer viewpoint, right? I mean how much is it going to cost you to hire that person back in three months, right? Um, recruiting costs are what, 30% of the person's salary potentially, yeah. um, right? So it, if you can get them, right, and then you probably have to pay them a higher salary too. Um, so yeah, it, it's important for people to take a longer term view and realize that the you know this virus won't last forever um businesses are going to open back up things will going to go back to normal and you know you're going to need these staff you're going to need your customers you're going to you know don't don't have too much of a knee jerk reaction where you're making sort of drastic decisions um from the short term i mean we've only been shut down for a week and a half right i mean this really started um like friday the 13th and we're like the 23rd, 24th today. So yeah. it's only been, you know, not even two weeks yet that um, businesses have really been impacted. And, um, you know, so businesses should really look at how long can they float things and, and what are their options to allow them to float things longer. And, you know, do they really need to be making some of these longer term decisions 
right now in the middle of a crisis or can they you know do some things where they give them some time to figure out what a better decision is um, yeah. going forward but they really need to look at the long-term impacts of some of these decisions and we i think we we all understand that when when it's a smaller company it's just different so a smaller company may not be able to do anything because if you had a contract and the contract just got you know snatched from you and you can't you're not getting paid and you can't pay your employee that's different than like a big organization um, right. or bigger you know folks that have bcp you know they have business continuity planning in place like you anticipate no no nobody can anticipate something like this but you know, you have something in place to be able to flow employees for a certain period of time, at least. Um, so, yeah, to reiterate your your point around the long term is huge. Cody says uh, there seems to be a lot of opportunity in terms of generate generating awareness with users and prevalence of people having been forced to work from home. Industry providers have been putting out a lot of aids and tools. So. Yeah, there are. And there's uh, there's a lot of people doing like free webinars. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen free webinars about legal implications of the virus, uh, HR implications of the virus, um, remote working webinars. There's there's a bunch of different things. I think people are being very generous. And I think the people that are being generous and stepping up are the ones that are going to you know, do well on the mm-hmm. on the backside of this. And I think it's, you know, in everyone's best interest to think about how can, how can they contribute? What is it that, what information do they have that they can help other people with? Um, you know, even if it's your fellow employees, um, you know. Yeah, I've seen several posts where um, individuals are helping to share the message of individuals laid off or when they see job postings and things like that to share with others. Um, it seems like the, the next big thing for individuals getting laid off is becoming personal shoppers. I mean, Instacart and Walmart are hiring like a ton of personal Amazon. shoppers because mm-hmm. now people don't want to go out to the stores. So it's true. Um, at least it's something short term that someone can help pay the bills or something like that. But um, right. there, there's always a way to find an opportunity in times like these. You just have to be a little bit creative and think outside the box. Yeah, there's, there's actually a lot of people hiring right now, right? I mean, they may not be your ideal job, but uh, Amazon, Walmart, a lot of the supermarkets. Um, yeah, anyone who's in those sort of necessity uh, services, um, um, FedEx, yeah. UPS, they're all hiring. Um, and cybersecurity. I mean, I'm still getting, that's why on the one hand, people are getting laid off. But on the other hand, I'm getting bombarded. <laughs> yeah, so the, the laid off cybersecurity people will find something quickly, right? Yes, and they then, will. And, um, and then the people who laid them off are not going to be able to, you know, it's going to be hard for them to replace them. So, um, sure. especially so if they have a reputation of laying them off quickly. Right. You like, know, there's um, Glassdoor, there's all these things that will, you know, that label will, will be with you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, um, look for the long term. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on again and sharing all your wisdom. We, we truly appreciate it. And um, it's definitely time um, to think of your employees, think, think forward and step into their eyes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's time to step up and kind of role model, right? Role model. Um, how you can help role model, how you want to lead. And people are, are going to remember how people acted during this time. And so, 
you know, take a moment and think about that. How do you want people to remember how you responded to this yeah. and see yeah. if you can step up into that? Great advice, Gretchen. Well, thank you again for being on. Chris, do you want to say something? No. Nope. Have a great time, everyone, and help help out your fellow neighbors. Yeah. At least virtually. Yeah. <laughs> virtual help. Virtual help for sure. All right. Okay. Take care, everyone. Thanks for another Bye. episode. See you again tomorrow. We're going to have someone on here. So right. see you soon. Bye. Bye. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.